It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. And today's three hour extravaganza is absolutely loaded. A little NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, some NFL, a UFC card. Hell, we're going to mention softball today for about four seconds. Yep. And maybe a little WNBA based on what happened last night, too. Yep. So, uh, Game 3, Stanley Cup Final last night. In the books, in South Florida, you can't blow that game. You cannot lose that game if you're the Golden Knights. I just, going to overtime... I kept thinking to myself, if this was the, the third round of a fight, like it would have been scored 30 to 26, hell, maybe 30 to 25, or maybe maybe the towel would have been thrown in. And somehow, some way, they only had, you know, low 20s for shots on goal. The Panthers get the power play late in the third period. They can't score. Then they have to go, no Bob Rofsky, yank him, go with a uh, six skater, and they get one late right in VGK's eye, goes to overtime, bam. They take the game down 3-2, and suddenly, just like this, we should not have a series, but we do. It's it's 2-1, and the Panthers ha- somehow, someway, Paulie, have some life. Yep, they uh, they did not play well. Vegas, 5-on-5. Five five. The, the, again, the special teams continue to be the story. They have two power play goals. And then, uh, again, the penalty kill's been great, and Florida can't manage much. Uh, if anything, on the power play, but you're, it's over. It's two minutes two minutes away from, you can't give that up. Just that fluke goal, and it comes off the side. And I don't know what happened on the overtime goal. If that just beat him clean, Hill, did his own guy screen him from that far out? What happened? Uh, and it seems like it either goes two, three overtimes, or it ends two minutes in. Uh, but the astonishing thing about Florida in overtime, which we'll get to, but uh, you're, you're right. And that it's a short turnaround. Now you play Saturday, but that's going to be tough to stomach. Because you're this close to taking a stranglehold on the series and winning the cup, and now it's uh, it's two one, and, and certainly you held them to twenty three shots on goal. I mean, you, you got to find a way to win that game. I mean, let's be honest. They, the, sorry, they'd also won ten in a row and leading after two periods. Well, and, and now that's ten straight, Paulie, for the Panthers in overtime. Now, how can that be? It, that's that's absurd. It is. Let's let's flip a coin right now. You and me, ten times in a row. If you if it comes up heads ten times straight, yeah. I mean, come on. Get out of here. They were horrible last night. Yeah. The Panthers. And I, I you know, I'm I'm tracking Twitter and my timeline is just filled with my God, this Stanley Cup final sucks. And I did not disagree. I mean, the first two games, all the uh, penalty minutes, they've been playing they lost their minds. Uh 
over the, the course of the first two games. They were terrible last night, I thought, as well. But you got to put that team away, and they, they could not do it. I thought some of the, the saves last night, by the way, by both goalies. Uh, Aiden Hill had a couple of big saves early on to actually maybe keep him in the game. But regardless, 10 straight now. The, the Canadians, think about this. The Canadians won 14 in a row overtime playoff games yes. between 93 and 98. No, that, that's right. You, you mentioned what happened with Florida here. Well, that's not even the record. How do you win 14 straight playoff hockey games in overtime? And they won the Cup in 93. Tampa did it also uh, 10 in a row in 2020. They won the Cup. And there's several other teams that have, uh, have the same streak for that many in a row. But uh, uh, 10 straight overtime wins in the playoffs. It's ridiculous. Yep. But that what we saw last night was what we've seen for much of the playoffs with Florida win the low-scoring one-goal game. And a break goes your way, and then and then you you know you put it in and uh, and get and Bobrovsky uh, hung in there as well. Uh, the first period goes over again. That's a fourteen and one run with the Knights, and you knew they were going to come out with their hair on fire early. They get the goal four minutes into the game, but then they completely shut them down. Yeah, and uh, that's that's a tough one to take. I, I still tough way to tough the way to, to blow the lead like that, and then they get the quick one in overtime, and it looks like it was a, a play that. A shot that Hill should have saved. Yeah, adjusted series price at DraftKings. The Panthers are plus 210 now. Knights are priced at uh, 260. Favorite game uh, four, Florida's minus 120. And the total came down a tick from six last night to five and a half. Now the over is minus 125. And uh, now the con Smythe, mm-hmm. right? Marsha show, deservedly so, another goal last night. Minus 110 to win that thing. Kachuk back down to plus 350. And yep. if they win it, I mean, he they, again, just he's knocked out of the game last night. Yes. He comes back and to get to be right spot, right time, point blank range right in front of Aiden Hill to be there for that goal and to score that. He's plus, he has to be plus 350 or the second shot on the board. And then you go to Bobrovsky. I would take the goalies out now, wouldn't you? I would too, yes, 100%. Bob's got to be out. I mean, unless there's some shutouts here or he has like a, an epic 40-50 save game. Uh, and it's just it, it's how they, they lost coupled with Marshy scoring and uh, they put three past Till and he only has 20 saves. So I think, yeah, that's where the, you know, coming in late, in the middle of the Edmonton series, this is where it could come back to hurt Hill. I, I will say that was Eichel is plus six fifty now. He dropped down. He was around plus four twenty five before last night. It was a hell of a pass. The problem mm-hmm. for him is on the uh, receiving end of that assist. It was Marsha Show for the goal. So if it would have been somebody else who scored that goal, then I think people might look at that and say Eichel man really coming up clutch here. But they just again tip of the cap to the Panthers. Um, hell of a job. Not. Not losing that game and somehow, some way, finding a way to win that. And uh, now, if they win game yep. four, it comes back to Vegas tied at 2 2, and uh, that's certainly possible. I mean, they're a small favorite in the game, but this series can flip on a dime like that. Again, basically down and out. Uh, they lose that. It's essentially over with. Hockey, I, you know, teams can come back, but 3 0. I mean, now suddenly it's on. And I, I just, I mean, if you're if you're the Golden Knights going back to the hotel room last night, I can't even imagine what the conversation is like if anybody even opened up their mouths to talk and then trying to get get some sleep. You just got to be punching the pillow and punching the mattress the entire time. Like, what did we do? Well, two minutes left is better than like 10 seconds. I mean, that, yeah, that's yeah, a one okay. thing. But that's, uh, you know, kind of a fluke goal, what happened. Well, but she wasn't they, a nine. She was a four. But, you yeah. know, we'll, we'll live with that. Yeah. Well, you got to be better five on five. Uh, I didn't see the high danger chances. But uh, again, you got to generate more shots and more scoring opportunities. But well, that's been the story. Is this going to continue to be the story, though? The, uh, the special teams and the Vegas power play, and, and is, is, does Florida take some silly penalties? Which you know, some people were upset, but those to me, those are obvious calls. The power play that starts overtime, you got to call that. That's a blatant trip, right? Right. Now, what was the uh, the negativity? Just a boring game. It's, the, people thought no flow, boring game. Pretty much. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it lo- it felt like to me. That was an 11 seed advancing from the play-in game in March Madness, and suddenly it caught up to them in the Final Four. But they rallied, and they landed a punch, and here we go. And if I, I will say this. We have all suffered through it here in Las Vegas, the fan base, the franchise. I mean, it's been a long six years here without a championship yeah. 
for the Golden Knights, if anybody knows excruciating losses and ways to right to to piss stuff away, it would be the Golden Knights. It was all set up beautifully. It was a great it was a great time here. The pool was packed. It was the official watch party. You had the mascot here and all, all the cheers yeah. Mike Palm talked about and and the two one lead late. It was all set up. And then the right the dagger right in the eye. So But the total now back to five and a half. Uh, right. I don't know. I, I, w- I would guess I'd I guess I'd, I'd take the under uh, five and a half if I had to play it Saturday too. Just that's how Florida's been playing these these home games. Yeah. Going back and Bobrovsky's been solid at home during this run. By the way, because they had that eight, they had that eight straight under run before uh, the they played uh, yeah the last the closeout game against Carolina went over and then the first two games of the the cup went over. Grade the power plays so far. I know the Golden Knights got one on the second power play last night, but for the most part, they got two. They got there was a two in the power yeah, play. Both goals were power plays. Why is it that watching the power play from both of these teams and like again the Golden Knights, this has been a problem ever since they came into existence. A lot of them are Mickey Mouse, Paul. Like nothing gets going until 30 seconds after the power play starts, and then the chances are just... I'm not asking, I, okay. I'm not asking for both teams to score a goal yeah. on every single power play. All I'm looking at, can you be crisp? Well, Can you look like pros? Uh, I think a lot of it is overpassing and trying to make the perfect play. Okay. Sometimes you just got to shoot. Put pucks on net. Screen, deflection, I would agree with anything that. can happen. That's what I would do. But then again, we were spoiled watching Edmonton all year. And what Edmonton was doing as yeah, well not, with their yeah. historic power play, but it's just that's just a machine. But you're saying lack of scoring opportunities. I'm just saying, like, get... yeah, can you just yeah? Can you look like there's some flow out there? Does it? Yeah. Can you look like you actually practice the power play? Because a lot of times it's oh they lost the faceoff and now the puck gets back in the their own end and now they got to recover and oh look at this there's a minute twenty two to go on the power play and absolutely nothing has happened so far and then by the time they recalibrate it's like okay what are we in position could we get anything going and then oh there's another turnover a lot of times that happens yeah i'm just saying can you can you look well, like it's I, it's the finals for christ's yeah. sake is what yeah. i'm saying yeah it also you can't be i don't think you can be 100% gloomy gus either though if you're vegas because it, that's your that's supposed to be florida's best shot and you still had them i mean they come out and hit you right away and then you shut them down till 2 minutes left in the game yeah so that's the other thing about well okay what have they really done their season was on the line. They had to go to overtime to get us. We didn't play our best game. And then we know if we take care of business Saturday, we're going to close it out here too. So that's the other thing you have to like if uh, if you're Vegas. But you thought Kachuk was out? The, the big yeah. hit and, and how yeah. everything flipped there. So uh, unfortunate how it ended. And uh, back at it Saturday. And the Panthers again laying $1.20. In the game. How about the run favorites are on? You see this? It's 75% going back. Wow. The last uh, 10 years favorites in the Stanley Cup. Win some, lose some is up next, including a solid breakdown describing why it's going to be so difficult for a batter like Luis Ariz to hit 400 during the course of an entire season. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. Huge comeback, French Open tennis, Smukova. 80 to 1. Sabalenka, she was down 5 2 in the third set and facing a match point. She was hobbled. She was injured. She's unranked. It doesn't matter. She comes all the way back. Sabalenka hadn't dropped a set. And after being down 5 2 and, 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 and looking at a match point, she comes all the way back to win and she moves on to the final. And again, as high as 80 to 1 in play. Montour, first goal, 22 to 1. Vegas, 14 and 1 overrun in the first period. Goal in the first five cashed, plus 180. The game to go to overtime, plus 310. Will there be a grand slam in MLB yesterday? Will Hill Caesars puts that up every day along with no hitter, yes, no. Nemo hit a grand slam in the crazy game with the Mets and Braves. We'll get to coming up. But uh, yes, cash minus 120. Nemo was also plus 750. Did a home run. Subscribe, be part of the team. VEASAN.com, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and videos. Be part of the team. Mitch was talking about this earlier. Oklahoma, what a season. Oklahoma softball just completed a 61-1 season. And that is a three-peat. Kind of like the Montreal Canadiens. How do you win 14 straight overtime games in the playoffs? How do you go 61-1 and in anything, let alone softball? What they were able to do. How about a Bear video? Bears playing on a golf course. Got that. Taking the ball again. Grabbing that. This guy. There's going to be a delay here, right? As they come out of the woods. <laughs> Grab the pin. Playing with it. One guy looking at it. Yeah, it's... This went on for like five minutes, jumping up and down and having fun with it. There will be no putting allowed for a while. A couple jackpots to sneak in. And again, this incredible run. Send it in, we'll put you on television. But what we're seeing with people, what they're getting dealt on Ultimate X and 10 play, here it is again. Guy's playing yesterday, Ultimate X 10 play, and he gets dealt the aces. I think he got three kickers. In any event, it's 6,800. So between our friend and the lawyer in, in Florida, this guy, what the stuff with the other guy who was got dealt one a couple weeks ago, he got seven kickers. What a run! But nothing like this. Greg Jennings, poker player, and a lot of these guys they bet on anything, but they also like the video poker. This is what he likes to do. He'll start at a five dollar denomination, and you see it on his coffee cup. Starts at five, he gets the uh, the, the four of a kind, and that's two grand. So then he bumps it up. Then he gets four aces, $8,000. You see it on the coffee cup mug again. Okay, I'm gonna bump it up again. Then I get four aces on a bigger denomination. And then I'm gonna go to $25 denomination. That's 125 a push. It's triple-double, pays the same as a Royale with cheese, and wouldn't you know it, aces and a kicker, $100,000. That's all in the same session. Now he says a lot of times you're gonna give it all back, but his strategy is he starts at $5, and if he hits something, he'll move it up to 10, if he hits that, it'll go up to 25. If he, but it's starts at uh, five, Paul. Yeah, 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 right. But he is just what an epic session that is. 
and he gets aces three times. And then, he, of course, he gets the kicker on your big boy with a uh, $100,000 jackpot. My God. Lose some. You mentioned this. Plenty of lose some. How about Van Gundy? Game three, yeah. NBA Finals. They're promoting the WNBA. And you think he goes, on air, I think the Aces can run the table. Right. They lost last night. I tweeted that Playing out. five and a half. Can you believe it? Uh, 20, Only Van Gundy. 24 hours later, a five and a half point favorite. They lost by 17 points. And I was watching some of that game, and I don't think it was that close. Yep. Michael Block. Great story, but appears to have caught lightning in a bottle. Tied for 143rd at the Canadian Open. Five over. And his first round score goes over and again uh, to make the cut was four to one. He's got a lot of work to do. Mets and Padres. This from Bob Nightingale. When you factor in luxury tax penalties and everything payroll, they're looking at a combined $800 million. They're a combined seven games under 500. Padres still a dollar ten at DraftKings to make the playoffs. Mets got swept. More on that coming up. In the, in the vicious beat, Mets, Braves, Mets to win, Mets plus run and a half, 10-7 in the eighth inning. It's Strider and Verlander. And not only do the Braves win, they come all the way back, they tie it, it goes to extras, and then they walk it off with a three-run bomb. They win 13-10, and they cover the frickin' run line. It's They're down 10-7 in the eighth. They cover the run line. It's the first time in Mets history they've lost three in a row in which they led by three or more runs in every game. Well, you they're are, in fourth place now. Yeah, you are running very well right now if you had the if you had the Braves minus two and a half runs on the outline last night. You gave up on the game. Well, you saw Strider got run rocked. More running line, period. Yeah. By the way, for what it's worth, his ERA is up to 3.8 plus now on the year. A lot of time left here. He, he was like uh, yeah. $2 or plus $2 or whatever it was to win the Cy Young. Four months to go here in baseball. Yep. Mets $1.05 still to make the playoffs, though, at DraftKings. Become a smarter sports better. Beeson Pro subscription. Limited time. Sign for just $9.99. Get full access to everything we do. The daily pro picks. Premium analysis. 24-7 video access. Don't miss out. Lowest intro price of the year. Beeson.com slash subscribe. Sign up today. Let me uh, fix one thing. Florida with the 10 in a row in overtime in the playoffs, seven of them are this year. Montreal, it was 10 in 93 when they won the cup, but there was 14 in a row was 93 to 98. Right. Tampa, when they won the cup in 2020, was also seven. They had seven overtime games uh, in that season, in uh-huh. that playoff run. But yeah, the, the Montreal thing, I guess you could say, well, you have Patrick Waugh, but that's, I just, to, to, to win 10 straight overtime playoff games, and it, it, and it's not even the record. Blows my mind. Okay, a couple of things here. How about Oklahoma softball? Can you believe this? Sixty-one and one. Yeah, for a three-peat. Now I'm unaware of this. Actually, can you bet softball like offshore? I don't even know the answer to that. I've never looked at it. I've never tried to get down on any, anything like this. But sixty-one and one and fifty-three straight. That's ridiculous man yeah, i know and the then three, well you see what happens in college baseball how hard it is and all, oh. the, all the upsets and, and what they're able that is total domination right yep and then there's this too uh i unless i've missed this i have not seen a prop up anywhere for luis arise to hit 400 on the year i think by monday morning that prop will probably be up somewhere so he's hitting what, 403 right now? I thought this was a good breakdown. Joe Sheehan is a uh, longtime baseball guy. He's really, really good on the sport. He wrote this in his newsletter about the challenge ahead for a rise to hit 400 with his contact rate and power. He'll have to hit for a higher BABIP than any player has hit that's batting average of balls in play for a full AL NL season since the 1920s. So it's going to take a lot of luck factor. And as he points out, it runs a lot deeper than that. His skill is contact, and to get to that contact, he calls him the anti-Braves. <laughs> he doesn't try to hit the ball hard or up. He is among the bottom 10% of all hitters in maximum exit velocity, hard hit balls, and barrels this year. He's been the same hitter for most of his career. 
His approach and skill has produced a 326 career batting average. His war is 13 in five seasons. And as he points out here, it's just going to be extremely hard for that approach to produce a 400 batting average. He's exactly right. Like it would take for me to mm-hmm. bet on a rise to hit 400 on the season. It would take a very hefty number, Paul. There's a reason why we haven't seen it since 1941. And again, when, when you consider all of this, the exit velocity, the hard hit balls overall, the amount of barrels that he gets when he's low top 10, like this is going to, like what, what's a true number for him to finish at? Like 340 on the year? Or that's, that's probably a really good season for this guy? So, well, you have to factor in the pressure too. Yeah, I mean, everyone will be talking about it if we get to August and he's still doing it. The other thing, Minnesota Twins lost again, first place, thirty-one and thirty-two. The last time a team had this record under five hundred this late in the season, they were in first place, two thousand eight. My God, they get beat again. And then Hugh, that's a tough beat too. If you had Astros first five, what happened there? It's two nothing. Valdez gives up three in the fifth, but then Houston doesn't score again after the 2-0 lead. And we have an eclectic mix at the the Canadian Open. There are 14 guys within one shot of the lead. And I know Wes Reynolds gave out Hubbard at 120-1, He's one shot back. Uh, Fitzpatrick's one shot back. Fleetwood's in the mix. Cole's right there. So there's uh, a lot of uh, guys you haven't heard of up there. And then some big names as well. And again, uh, rough start for Block again. You know, it's funny. I, I totally forgot about that guy already. Yeah. You brought that up. Well, and when losing, I'm like, well, well that's right. Michael yeah. Block is playing this weekend. I well, I give it. him credit. He rallied. Because it was, I think he was four over through six holes or something. All right. I think this is under the radar from a betting perspective. I'll share some eye-popping numbers from the first three games of the series coming up next year on VSIN. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 to get 200 in bonuses instantly. Download the app. You'll be blown away by the menu. Everything they offer. First basket. Will Denver score on the first possession? How long will it take for the first three? Exact method first basket. The alt, assist, rebounds, points, threes, anything you want. Download the app. Use promo code VEASAN. When you sign up, Twins in first place. The Boston Red Sox have the same record as the Minnesota Twins. If they were in the AL Central, they'd be tied for first. In the AL East, they're 14 games out in last place. Oh, God. Well, uh, how good is that division? And we'll have more on that coming up in about 15 minutes. A bet was referenced on the show yesterday at 150 to 1. Have you shopped around? Hello. 300 to 1 was out there. Yep. So we'll tell you about that coming up Yep. in about 15. All right. Uh, tonight in the NBA, we get game four of the finals. Digging into some uh, numbers here uh, on the series and game by game. The total is 210 and a half. So now this, this thing has dropped from, what, 219-ish around the opening game to where it's sitting right now. Uh, game three, Paulie, had 92 and a half possessions. Game two had 86 and a half. And get this, the fourth quarter, even though they had 61 points, it had a pace of 76, meaning an entire game played with the pace they had in the fourth quarter would have only had 76 possessions. And yet, because of Miami's offensive rating, the game went over the total, and they yeah. scored 36 on their own. Game one had a pace of 93 possessions. So far, the average in the finals is 90.67 possessions. If you compare that, if you just, it's a small sample size, I get that. But if you compare that to the slowest teams in the entire playoffs this year, the Nets averaged 90.5 possessions in their series against the 76ers. In four games, those two teams combined to average 196 points. The 76ers, second slowest team in the playoffs, they averaged 92 possessions per game. Average points, 206.6. 
The Cavaliers in their five-game series against the Knicks averaged 92.6 possessions, and the points per game scored in that in that series 193.8. The Knicks, if you include the Cavs and the Heat, in their 11 games they averaged 92.73 possessions and 200 points. And the T-Wolves were the fifth slowest team in the entire playoffs. They averaged 94.8 possessions in that series against Denver. That was the one outlier. They averaged uh, 220 points per game in that series. So you compare how this pace is set up so far in the series and the points per game on average based you know, on what I just ran down, mm. 210.5 is probably still too high. It's going to take... You have to be very efficient on offense. That's exactly the point. You're right, and they, yes. what they were in the regular season. Now, yep. game one and game three, that, that was the Miami Heat from the regular season. They were last in points per game and 27th in three-point percentage. Uh, and they haven't been able to make a damn thing. Uh, they were great shooting the three in game two. But I had the same observation that Brian Mahoney did, who covers the league for the Associated Press, and he tweeted this out early in game uh, game three about how easy it is. It's like one pass, and uh, a guy from Miami is wide open shooting a three or a good look. It was too easy, but they weren't going in. And then Denver made some adjustments and did a good job defensively. Brian Windhorst mentioned it. And Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer tweeted it out. Second Spectrum has the numbers and the data. In Game 3, the Nuggets more tightly contested threes by the Heat than any team Miami's faced in a game this entire season. On 35 attempted threes, the average defender distance was 5 feet. That surpasses a mark by the Celtics 5.11 last round. Aaron Gordon explained the adjustment from Game 2 to Game 3 on Jimmy Butler. Quote, He was getting under the basket. We were overreacting. And when we would overreact, he would spread the ball out to shooters. Stay home. Give the reasonable respect amount of help. End quote. Tracking cameras can't account for all the nuances of a defender's positioning, but the numbers in the eye test show that to be true. And now it's on the heat to adjust, as O'Connor tweets. So, yes, they got a better job defensively, but sometimes, as they, you know, most times they just say it's a make or miss leak. But I, I also agreed with Mahoney's observation early on. I'm curious what you think, that it was it was coming too easy. The adjustment on, on Butler was great. He got his, but no one else did anything. Yeah. And the supporting cast, both teams, horrendous in Game 3. But it was just too easy of one pass and bam, love for a three. Struce for a three. Uh, Vincent, whoever it was. But uh, you, you just see what they did defensively and how Miami struggled to do much of anything other than Butler in Game 3. Well, and, and he is right. Now it's on Miami and Spolstra here. And also from a and, defensive standpoint. And don't you trust that, though? I trust Spall, yeah. So do I. So he'll, Plus season on the line, too. Yeah, they'll look at the film. They've had 48 hours. He and his staff are excellent. I mean, he was a video guy many, many years ago. Uh, and, Great story. Oh, unbelievable story. Yeah, he's the video guy. LeBron goes to Riley, or he'll fire this guy, and Riley says, get out of my office. Good, good move. Yeah, yeah. Not to, to keep him on. Obviously. So they'll find something to get back to what it was like, or similar to where, look, I mean, the when you play a team seven times in a row, or it's a seven-game series anyway, you're going to be able to find little uh, you know, idiosyncrasies along the way, and it's all about adjustments. So they will. And by the way, on the total, DraftKings, the menu is incredible. You can bet the total in half-point increments all the way from 200 all the way up to 221.5. Yeah. So if you, wanna, if you think it's going to be lower scoring again, for example... You can bet, let's say, under 205 and a half is plus 135. They have every single number possible that you could imagine. So if you think it's going to be, like, again, lower scoring, the pace won't be uh-huh. there, it would take a just, you know, Herculean effort offensively to go over the total, Then, or if you like that idea, then you can go the other way. I'd like to see Denver play with more pace. The other thing, you have to get Porter going. Uh, I don't know, can they? Uh, Porter, I, I don't know, Porter's been terrible. Uh, we've talked about how bad he's been, and he was even benched in the last game. Do you get what do you get out of the, uh, Brown, Christian, and Brent Bruce? Bruce is a dollar fifty to make a three tonight. Um, but you, you again, know, you, we talk about defending in the three pointer. Well, it's what happened down low. I mean, in game three, Denver destroyed him on the boards, fifty-eight to thirty-three, and beat him in the paint, sixty to thirty-four. So if they're if they're be able to just this two-man band. And that's good enough to beat them with these Superman performances by Murray and Joker. 
And then it also begs the question, what if Pope and Gordon knocked down shots? Remember, they had the lead at halftime of Game 3. Pope, Porter, and Gordon had a combined six points. Now you're seeing points, rebounds, and assists up to 54 and a half for Joker. And Murray is only plus 230 to have a double-double after he has the triple-double. Yeah. So uh, it's a f- fascinating from a, a prop standpoint and alt numbers, too, with with rebounds and what can what can these guys do with some of these video game numbers? And for example, Murray uh, to get ten rebounds tonight is nine to one. That cash last game. Gordon cash seven to one when he had ten. Bam with his alts with the big uh, performance he had for rebounds. Joker with what he did. So Murray is twenty five to one to get a triple double. Yeah, I think that's been cut in half at least because he had one in Game 3. Uh, Joker's minus 105. I don't think I'm going to be playing that tonight. Uh, again, it, I thought it was a gift to get 130 in that neighborhood. He's $8 to have 10 three. rebounds. Yeah, he's he's 11, <laughs> he's $11 to have a double-double. Okay. And by the way, the adjustment here now on the oh. assists and rebound prop, which right. I really liked in Game 3 right. and went, it flew over, that has now moved from 21.5 to 23.5. But they had to make some sort of an adjustment here. Um He's a dollar eighty to score thirty. Oh my god! Yeah, I would not be laying that. Oh man, would you? Uh, no, but that just shows how good he is. I know, and it's just putting up these absurd numbers every single game. It feels like Jokic could take ten shots in the game and score thirty mm-hmm. points because he'll get like seven, eight free throws along the way, and he could be like nine of ten from the floor. He's so good. What would you do with Porter? Quick hook. I, I saw what I got out of Christian Brown, and I, I just, you know, it's one thing if you, you can't make shots. What, what are you doing defensively? That's, are you going to continue to get you, lost? You have to and, do something on the court that's actually, you have to be, look at look at his point prop. It's 10 and a half. Yeah, I oh know. Oh, my God. Yep. He's plus 270 to score 15 points. Guy makes 30 million a year. You know what? I would actually... I, I, if you're ever going to buy low, it's right now with him. Well, he's going to take shots. He's not shy. Yeah, that's the other thing. And it, it, you know, he'll get open looks. He's a chucker, no doubt about it. You know, in fact, but I'd, I'd rather take Brown over nine and a half uh, than than this guy, though. But ten, you're right, ten and a half. I think I will Ooh. bet over ten and a half. I think I will bet that. It's been a horror show so far. Same with, thing with, with Pope. Pope as well. Oh yeah. But I expect Porter to score though. Pope's gravy. Yeah. All right, up next, it always pays to shop around. Again, there was a bet that was referenced on this show yesterday, available at 150. Well, we noticed 300 to 1 was available after the show. Meanwhile, other shops were much, much lower. Details on that next. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com. Check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? It's updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out future events as well. Check it out every game, vsin.com. You know, we were kicking around this Oklahoma thing. I, I wouldn't even uh, was it offered? Who had it up? Great feedback. The other I wouldn't even know. What do you make a price on somebody when they're sixty one and one? What's the number? Mm-hmm. Well, we got a lot of sick SOBs in the audience, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, the, the feedback. Yeah, you, you throw a random question out like, "Did anybody see softball?" I can't even keep up with the tweets or the emails right now. Every people DraftKings had it, by the way. Wow. Uh, so, and this is from James. He saw minus five dollars to win the tournament, start of the World Series. Tripp says DraftKings had a series line on the world. He said Oklahoma was $4 versus FSU. He said it should have been at least $8. They're 61 and 1. Best they, of three? They won Was three it a best straight. of three? I believe so. Best of well, three. Whatever. If it's a yeah. double elimination and you're yeah. 60 and 1, who's. Yeah. And they have five All Americans back next year. Okay. I mean, what are they going to be? I'm sure there's going to be. It's going to be like Iowa basketball with Kate, Caitlin Clark. She was so popular. Like Oklahoma put up a price to begin next year. What are they going to be? Wow. Before first pitch of the opening season, they're going to be probably minus $8 to win the whole thing. I just saw the controversy, which shouldn't have been, you know. I just saw the thing about celebrating and showboating, which was... Uh, uh, you're 61-1, and one, you're 3 you sure. can do whatever you want. Well, sure. I, yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, that was one of the articles I saw on ESPN.com. That was, But to, to look at this record and then the 3 Pete, my God. Yeah. Good for That's them. That's nuts. It's an amazing you, story. Yeah, you can't put a number high enough, though. No. I mean, if you have that type of a record... I want to do cro- I want to do cross sport parlays with them. Yeah, right. Whatever. Can, can, it was. can I parlay the Chiefs to win the AFC with Oklahoma softball and I'll throw in some other just total D-Gen stuff? Who Give- beat them? Any? Oh, it's a great question. How'd they lose? Question. What happened? Can we go back and find out so what happened? Someone be- someone have a gem. They lose one nothing, right? Alabama baseball that? coach on the phone. That's awesome. Yeah, nine one. Uh, you know the other thing with Porter tonight. One and a half made threes over 175 at DraftKings. Mm. So benched in the last game, only played 20 minutes, had two points. Five points in game two. And then look at the, what he shoot. One of seven, two of eight, five of 16, five of 16, four of 11. And then he, uh, oh of two from three, one of six and two of 11. But you look now, it's, I know he's a confident guy and it and also, uh, correlates to the minutes or lack thereof, because this guy was going 38, 40, 43 minutes. Now he's down to 26 and 21. So you're also seeing the shots go down, the attempts, and, and big time from three, where he could be inside his own head. I have to bet his over. Well, uh, okay. Uh, so Malone came out and backed him. What is he going to say? Um, and said <laughs> he's our guy. But uh, you have to have a short leash. I mean, did for him, the way the Browns are playing – and then he only got 21 minutes. He's killing him out there. Which, oh, absolutely. I, again, our guy in Denver, Chad Anders. When Porter's on the floor, it's like a Miami power play. And uh, and, and that you're playing three on five at times in game three, and it's good enough to win because Joker and Murray are so good. Yep. And it's to the point where, okay, fine. They should take every shot then, unless someone's wide open and you want to play bully ball with Gordon. That's I'm assuming it's Porter and Pope on the floor. I don't even with the two big guns. I, I got to be honest. I'm looking around. Uh, okay, yeah, I do see a ten and a half available right now, minus one hundred four. I'm betting that. Put it on the board. He put he averaged seventeen a game, yeah. right? Is that what he averaged uh, in the regular I'm, season? I'm, I'm buying the dip right now. You're buying. Okay. Yep. I, I have to. 
uh, on so principle alone. Yeah, he averaged 17 a game in the regular season, and you can get Willie score 15 points plus 270. Yeah. By the way, Oklahoma lost February 19th to Baylor. Okay. Baylor was uh, plus 750. No. No, I have no idea. Oh, okay. I don't know. The, Jesus. They, they, that's, that's who they lost to this year. Score? Luke? 4-3. 4-3. They lost okay. by a run. They did. They lost by a run. Yeah. What a juggernaut. That's, that's their downfall, Paulie, is that they can't win. They can't, you know, those one-run games really I'd, catch up with them. I'd love to talk to the coach. This is right. What do you... Okay. I made the lineup card. That's it. Yep. I'll talk to you in two hours. <laughs> sure. I mean, what kind of job is that? That's a gun and a ski mask, right? When the check comes every two weeks, no what kidding. the hell do you do? Okay. So yesterday on the show, Mike Palm was on the program. Uh, he is the VP of Circa Resort and Casino. And we went over this baseball draft that we had on this show about three weeks ago now. Uh, our producer, Luke, was in on the show as well. We drafted a snake draft. Uh, we each took four teams on future bets to uh, win the World Series this year. I had the first pick overall. I took the Braves. Paulie took the Dodgers second. Luke took the Rays number three overall. A team that was not selected. And to Mike Palm's point yesterday, this can happen in a baseball draft when you only take 12 teams. It cannot happen in a football draft, you wouldn't think. But a team that was not selected could actually win the World Series. And he ran down his four teams. He said fourth he would take on value alone the White Sox. He said he saw them at 150 to one. I looked around yesterday after the show and the feedback that we got, they were 300 to one to win at some spots. 300. And the and the people did the right thing and found that. They jammed the kiosk. Yeah. Small bets and, and just print it till you run out of paper. Oh, well. Just, I, just nail that, right? So it's how you do it. Um, you're bet, but, let me say this real quick. You're betting numbers. You're not betting teams. The White Sox were 30 to one in that neighborhood to win the World Series before the year started. If you shop around yeah. right now, this minute, and I bet this yesterday a couple times. You can find the White White Sox 125 to one to win the American League. They're what? Are, what are they? Three and a half back in they're that three division. Three and a half back. Okay, that's good enough for me. Yep. So yes, I know they're eight games under, but they've been playing good ball. They swept Detroit. Uh, they split the doubleheader yesterday, but uh, took two out of three at New York. And now they got Miami coming to town, and it ceased today. So with a god awful division, that it's, uh, I mean, why why can't uh, a 500 win that division. Sure. It absolutely could. So, the other thing about the draft, which is a month away here at Circa, when you have high rollers and whales involved in something like this, anything's possible. Who's to say someone won't be? Yeah, I'm from Chicago. I love the Cubs. What do I care? I bet 100000 a game in football. Yeah, I'll take the Cubs. I mean, because again, in the football draft, Dallas went second overall. I mean, who thought the Cowboys were winning the Super oh, Bowl? My but prediction he, would be you're going to get a guy from L.A. in there. Yeah, sure. Could be, could, 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 uh, who knows? He might have but it's, sure, a, a season ticket package to the Dodgers. Yeah, fans, fans short for fanatics. So you're going to get, you're going to get the fan angle. You could get the, well, just throwing any team out there that you're going to see some wild scenarios. So what Mike Palm said yesterday is absolutely in play. Not to mention, will 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 a team that's will a good team that's under the radar. Uh, maybe not get selected, like in Arizona, Baltimore, oh, yeah. somebody like that. You know, do you want to take a, a value for the San Diego or maybe the Mets and just uh, that's another good prop. How many teams that will get so drafted miss the playoffs? Here, that also could happen. Here's one thing that scares me with the White Sox. If you look at the rest of June for them, oh, it's a tough schedule. Oh, they get, I was looking. Yeah, three was, against uh, Miami. Yeah, three at the Dodgers, three at Seattle, three versus Texas, three versus Boston, and four. In Anaheim against the Angels. That's a tough schedule in June. That's why I think some of this is we're getting carried away about, oh, watch out. Here they come. There's still, you know, eight games under 500, and then you take a peek at the schedule in the next month, and it's tough. But then again, Minnesota might just keep losing games. I, I have no trust along, in the Twins. Sure, along with Cleveland. And there's this, there's no way Minnesota should be under 500 when you got Ryan and Sonny Gray. and But again, this Bob Nightingale tweet's fantastic. Boston's 31 and 32. They'd be tied for first in the AL Central. Well, they're in last place. And they're not only are they in last place, they're 14 games back because Tampa never loses. And yep. Tampa never loses at home. By the way, uh, Tampa today involved in a really good, on paper, three-game series here against uh, yep. Texas. Here we go. It's Haney versus... Now, Glasnow's going today. He got pushed back. Uh, he was uh, originally scheduled to go yesterday. I'm looking at uh, Haney's numbers. The home road splits. So, again, the Rangers are on the road today. Uh, this year... At home, Haney, 3-2, 5.67 ERA on the road. 
in four starts, a 1.82 ERA and a 0.89 whip. He is significantly, short sample size, better on the road, which is, again, where he's at today than he is at home. And if you go back to last year, where he made 16 starts overall, at home he made eight of them. He had a 3.72 ERA. On the road, 2.38 and 14.5 strikeouts per nine. So his ERA was one and a half runs better on the road. Now this goes over the span of two years and essentially 27 starts that we're talking about. So take that for what it's worth, but he has been much better on the road than he's been at home. And uh, what, you think the total's a little bit too low Oh, today? yeah, absolutely. With these offenses, yes. Yeah. I could see plenty of runs in this game. Also, Otani goes against the Angels. He is owned. Uh-huh. Uh, he goes against the Mariners. He's owned Seattle. In seven starts, he's 5-0 and with a 1.64 ER, ERA. This is VSIN's Follow the Money on the DraftKings Network, and there's plenty more coming up today, including Gojo, Dan Lebatard, and Ross Tucker. And here at VSIN, Paulie and I work with the sharpest betting experts in the business. And you can check out all of our best analysis at vcin.com. Follow the Money has two more hours coming up on vcin after the break, including our very own NBA betting analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel. Does he believe in Miami to dig deep one more time? It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 